Brian Pia, a married mom of two, want to be Martha Stewart, would rather spend her time planning elaborate dinner parties when in reality, I'm procrastinating about making my family matching t-shirts with my cricket maker. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brianne, and I'm an HGTV and Hallmark Channel junkie. I currently live in Houston, Texas with my husband and three young kids. What about being from the Bronx? Oh, you made fun of me last time I said it, so it's nice to be out. Well, now they know Brianne's from the Bronx. The boogie <laughs> Hello, Brianne. How are you today? Hey, Pia. You didn't answer my question. I said, how are you today? I'm good. Good. Thank how you are for, you? I'm very well. Thank you for asking. So, as our listeners might know by now, we both live in Houston, Texas. Yeah, Houston. And, yes, Houston. Recently, a principal in Houston Independent School District. Um, and for those who don't know, Houston Independent School District is the primary district in which Houston sits. Right. Houston has Houston about public schools. 500 different school districts in the metro area. Maybe right. not 500, but it's a lot. But public schools. No, I'm talking public schools. Right, but people need to know this because in New York, an independent school means a private school. Well, yes, that is true. And I don't know why they call it that because there's nothing <laughs> independent about, about the school. But in Texas, school districts are called ISDs, independent school districts. So... Houston is the, it's not even the largest in the area, but it's, it's the school in which most of the city of Houston sits. And actually that's probably wrong too. But um, a principal at James Madison High School turned away a parent from registering her daughter because she was attired in night clothing. Mm-hmm. Flip flops and a head rag. I'm not going to say a scarf because there's a difference between a scarf and a, a scarf. rag. It, no. it was a scarf. It was it a was head a rag. Scarf. It a, was rag. A, a rag is something like shredded or used to clean the house with. It was a satin scarf. No, we can, that, we can that's no AAV. We can, we, can, we can post a picture to okay. it. I think if you sleep it, it's a, it's a head rag. Okay, well, that's just semantics because and that's just cultural differences, I guess, for where you're from or See, what, have, what have you. Because to me, I'm not saying it was appropriate to go to a school or out the house yeah. with it, but I would not say it's a rag. Because I think of a rag as something you clean your house with. See, when I think of a headscarf, I'm thinking of a hijab or a wrap that someone from Africa would wear. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking when you say scarf. I'm not thinking of something that I put on my head to sleep because I'm not going to sleep in my nice, pretty scarf. So when I, I guess the times I do use a scarf to sleep in, it is nice and it is pretty. I don't sleep in scarves. <laughs> <laughs> well, when my hair is straight and I wrap it, I, I do um, sleep. It stays on all night. Well, I put head pins to hold it down. Okay. Hey, it, and again, it, it comes down to culture. It's called a duty, and it's like something that we do in the Caribbean to keep our hair straight. Well, now it's, I think it started in the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico and- Sounds like what black people in America do. Well, um, they wrap their hair with hairpins all around. I think that really started in the Caribbean, but that's something we can talk about another point. African-Americans have, yes, started to do it, but I'm going to take uh, the credit for it and say it came from the Caribbean. I don't know. (laughs) Back to to what happened in Madison, parent wore pajamas and 
the principal asked her to go home and change. I'm assuming the parent But we don't not. know how the principal no. came, went about it. We don't it. know. We also don't know how the parent responded. Right. So all so, I know is she was asked. Uh, the parent did not comply. The police were called. The parent also then asked, well, where is the dress code? Because the principal said, you're not following the dress code. Okay. And the parent then asked for the dress code. And she did. the principal could not give it to her. <laughs> and... And then from what we know, yes. something happened. And so the cops were called. They were. And at the end of the day. It made it into the media. Made it into the media. And the child, I'm saying and a lot, I know. The child and the mother, <laughs> I'm saying and again, um, were asked to leave. Well, the child couldn't stay because the mother was coming to register her for school. So it's not as if the child was a registered student and, and she, and she could have gone to class. I'm saying, like, was she, at the end of the day, the end of that day, was a child then registered for school? No, because no. mom didn't go home and change. Yeah. So I'm going to read some of the letter. And you Wait, can... okay, now hold on. So now this letter is oh, dated yes. the day after the incident. April 9th, 2019. Right. The principal, and I will say that the principal came from a school in which she had enacted a similar dress code, and she had been there for 14 years. So in my mind, I kind of see that as a mission, not a mission, well, uh, acceptance by the school district of this policy. It, it may be, yes. Because if you've allowed this principal and you transferred her to another school, she was there, I feel as if it's... Anyway, but this More is the reason why she should have had it on hand. She should have. I don't, I don't remember when she came to this new school. I don't remember if it was in January. All I know is I think that she is the fourth principal in five years. The so, fourth principal in five years. So she's pretty new. Yeah, she's pretty new. There's been a and lot it's a, it's of turnover. A, it's a rough school. It, people aren't staying. No, people are not staying. And, and as you can tell, we have, um, he and I have different views there on this views. topic. So, so here is now the letter. Well, what are you going to read? Because you're not going to read the whole letter. No, I'll, I'll read the intro, and then I'll pick out some of the points, some of the thing, items that were banned from the dress code. And okay. I will say that it does skew more to women than men, which I do have a problem with that. But anyway, dear Madison parents and all guests, to prepare our children and let them know daily the appropriate attire they are supposed to wear when entering a building, going somewhere, applying for a job, or visiting someone outside of the home setting, I am going to enforce these guidelines on a daily basis at Madison High School. We are preparing our children for the future, and it begins here. Therefore, no one can enter the building or be on the school premises wearing a satin bonnet, I mean a satin cap or bonnet on their head for any reason in the building. You also cannot wear a shower cap of any kind in the building. Hair rollers will not be permitted in the building. Pajamas of any kind will not be permitted. Along, and I'm going to paraphrase here, along with house shoes and attire that could possibly be pajamas, underwear, or home setting, such as flannel pajamas. Jeans that are torn from your buttocks down. So, torn jeans. Um, from your buttocks yeah. down. Well, how did you, you see that? Like, okay. Yes, okay. They're, they're, it's like they're cut in the front in the or front. in the back. Because, okay. And it's like maybe if you would take a piece of fabric that's about 
three or four inches wide and 10 inches long, it's cut all okay, the way okay, down. Okay, continue reading. So leggings that are showing your bottom where your body is not covered from the front or the back will not be permitted. Very low cut tops or revealing tops that can see your breast, excuse me, will not be permitted in the building. Sagging pants, shorts, jeans will not be permitted on the premises. Men wearing undershirts will not be permitted in the building. Short shorts that are up to your behind will not be permitted on the premises. I just have to throw a joke in. If they're shorts and they're starting at your waist, wouldn't that be like down your behind? But never mind. <laughs> um, Daisy Dukes, who even uses that terminology anymore, and lowrider shorts will not be permitted on the premises. And dresses that are up to your behind will not be permitted on the premises or in the building. Any attire that is totally unacceptable for the school setting. So, and it just goes on to say that if you break the rules or policies, you will not be permitted inside the school until you return appropriately dressed for the school setting. And she says that they value the parents, but uh, basically that parents need to come to school dressed accordingly. Okay. And do you think this is, you know what, some of it, I see this being, more of a class thing than a social than a race thing and i'm not saying that i completely disagree with it but having because some people have said that it's a it's a race thing well knowing that madison is the, the principal is black and madison's enrollment is mostly black and hispanic um you could say it's racism but i think she's speaking to her population okay um I mean, honestly, and from what I'm reading, it didn't say anything about a scarf. It said a satin cap or a bonnet. Right. I, I firmly believe that there is clothing for, that clothing is for a purpose. And I, I just don't see the need to wear pajamas when you're leaving the home. And from my work in school settings, I think it's inappropriate to see parents come in in their pajamas like they just rolled out of bed. It's like you just don't care. And right now I'm wearing workout clothes and we all know I'm not going to work out today. But it's, you just, you look appropriate. But why is this appropriate? You have I'm on, not going to work out in their you, workout clothes. You have on shorts. Um, it's a cute little top. I think it's only appropriate because as society currently we've accepted it as appropriate a few years ago this would not be appropriate to pick my child up from school well i'm just going to be honest when it comes to me and i may and i'm trying not to judge it based on on me mm -hmm. i think teachers wearing jeans is completely inappropriate because i didn't grow up in that setting right. in my mind teachers came to school dressed every day they looked like they walked out of some little boutique or freshly dressed from macy's they had on pumps they had on heels their their hair was done they looked professional teachers wear jeans and t-shirts i didn't wear jeans in high in school maybe until my senior year and i probably owned one pair even during college i didn't wear jeans because it just was it wasn't appropriate in your opinion. My, that's why I say, that's why I'm trying not to base it off of myself. So I would not have a problem if a person came in in jogging clothing because, you know, it's comfortable. Some people want to be comfortable, but pajamas, 
I have to draw the line in pajamas. They're in the bedroom for a reason. I mean, would you say the same thing if a person walked in in like a lace negligee? I didn't say I agreed with pajamas in school. I'm just saying but would that you, there once, was it sometimes there's, the times change. Times At have changed. At one time, agree. you know, you got dressed up to go to the doctors, you got dressed up to go to on the airplane, you got dressed up to go and to I church. And I miss those days because I hate and, seeing people in the airport right. in house shoes. And I could not, I couldn't wear workout clothes to pick up my children from school. So times change. Times have changed. Times, the times will always continue to change. They will continue to change. Now, um, so, and what one person sleeps in is different than what another person sleeps in. What one person thinks is comfortable is different than what another person thinks is comfortable. That is now, true. Now, I... Not, but I'm not even going to argue that. That's kind of going off topic. Um, my thing is, uh, with this letter and this everything that happened is how it went down. Okay. And what is the principal's purpose is to educate these kids and prepare them for the real world. And I get that by teaching them how to dress. Mm -hmm. Because that is important. Very important. What you wear and how you look when you go on a job interview matters. And it's something that's not taught in school along with finance and other subjects and interviewing skills that we need to succeed in this world. I once interviewed a girl in flip-flops. Right. And that's, she's not going to get anywhere. And we want to move these children out of poverty. So I'm okay with her um, having a dress code for the students. I'm Almost, I'm kind of on the fence about her having a dress code for the parents. I love that she, I, I can appreciate her sending this letter out and suggesting it to the parents. And um, as far as if you're having an issue with people showing way too much skin and so forth, then yeah, we then need a dress code. But this, I think she, she went a little bit too far. Because okay. she started this the day after she's called the cops on some on someone, and that child was not um, registered for school. And the whole purpose is to educate the children. But the mother could have gone home, changed, and returned. Or she could have just let her register and asked her not to come back in that outfit. And you think that would have gone over well? Yeah. Oh no, no. I think it would have gone, if it wasn't mm -hmm. done in private. No, it would have been, you can't tell me what to do if I want to walk in here in my house shoes. And well, then at that point, pants. you've been warned. And you've been, given the, you've been given the dress code like she asked. And at that point, you know better. But coming into a new school, you don't know that these are the rules. But you, you don't know these are the rules. You know you're not supposed to wear it's, pajamas. But it's, some people do. I've yeah. walked into, into environments where it is the norm in those communities. And if you grew up in that community, that is what you know. See, I, I don't like that because to me it goes in saying that, that poor people have no standards, that poor people... I didn't say they didn't I, have standards. I'm saying I've walked into communities and I have seen it with my own eyes in the supermarkets and so forth that this is the norm. And I'm not saying they don't have standards. This is the norm. But should it be the norm? But I'm not saying if it should, it's not, I'm not trying to judge. And the whole point is, she can't judge either. That's the whole reason why we have anti-bias classes. She needs to understand her population. If this is the norm in her population, then she needs to go about this in a different way. Mm, I disagree. Because based on the premise of what you're saying, anything mom walked in in, she should have been allowed to register her child. I think to register, yeah. 
So I if she's having something shared, she should have been allowed to come in the building? If that was the norm in her community? If that's the norm in the community that you're serving and they don't know the rules of your, of your institution, at first, yeah, that maybe, maybe she needs to go to a separate room. But, and then after that, she understands the rules. If that's the norm, like you're there to educate these mm. people. I disagree, but <laughs> <laughs> my whole thing is you're there to educate the to educate them so they they can succeed in the world. And there's no and social. If you are if you are not even getting them registered to learn at your school, you are not succeeding at that. You need to meet them where they are at. Uh, I disagree. I, it has nothing to do with the student. The parent was asked to change clothes. If the parent valued her child's education, if the parent wanted her child registered. What if she didn't? What if she didn't value it enough to go back and change? Then you've lost that child? Well, the child, I mean, there's compulsory education. The child has to be registered for school. And it's my understanding. At a certain age, right? Well, um, then the cops will then be involved. It doesn't have to go that far? I don't know. The mother was there, like she was there, like you and let her go. And to me, that's just like we just accept whatever. It doesn't matter what they do, how people show up, in whatever state, we just have to accept it. I mean, if that's the world, if that's how it's going to work, I, I guess that's what it is. I just don't agree. Yeah, I feel like it is what it is. Like she can have this. Um, what it is this stress code? She can have it, but the day of when you are um, coming to enroll your child at the school and you may know nothing about the school, there needs to be a plan B done by this principal as far as how do we address it when a parent does not understand or is new to the school and has not received the information. How do we address it? Like you said, she may come in half-dressed and it may not be appropriate. Then, you know, maybe they take her aside. There is an office. You fill out the paper. You explain to her nicely. I'm glad that you're here. We're so happy to see you. This is our school rules. Here it goes. You know, thank you for coming. When you come back, this is how we expect you to dress. So what if the parent comes back the next day dressed the same way? Then you, you say no. I mean, if it's something that this is what is if the school is if the school board is okay with this, that everyone's approved it, then you then at that point you can say no. So in theory, you have no problems with the dress code. You just have a problem with how it was initially handled. Right. Well, Brienne, maybe we really don't disagree. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna let you have that. Yeah. Well, my thing is, they could have the dress code, um, or not even a dress code, just have a suggestion suggestion and see how that goes if it's not going well and people are still coming to school in revealing things and not getting the idea and it's disrupting the education then maybe the dress code needs to be enforced and it becomes an actual dress code and i feel like the community needs to be a little bit more involved in this but what if the community doesn't want it then it has to have a softer start Okay. It has to have a softer start. Okay. Brianne says softer start. <laughs> I say set the standard and let it go from the very beginning. People will either meet it 
or they want because some people want it some people weren't complaining about it and others were and it, you know what i heard over and over again um in uh the comment sections in the articles a lot of people were really concerned about the hair part and what the hair rollers more so the bonnet aspect see that's the part that just really and a lot of me. people were saying things like you know i have a certain ailment and i it I can't always comb my hair. And I've, I've known people, like when I used to teach, there were parents who would send their kids to school late just to get their, their children's hair in order. Like it was a big part of making sure that their kids looked a certain way just to get to school. And people were missing parts of their education just so they could have their hair combed. And I'll admit, a lot of times, you know, people of African descent, we do have beautiful rich hair that takes some time to comb i'm rolling and my so, eyes over here yeah and so not and everyone's not always talented or have the time and have their stuff together that seemed to be um messy buns work for black and white well if you black. have enough hair to make a bun you need to keep well, some cream and finger comb it on the way to work or on the way to drop off the child so my thing is that's something that maybe she needs to look into a little bit differently have an alternative maybe say a scarf but well i guess she did because she said um no no bonnets but a, a scarf you also have to be able to have the agility in your fingers to tie it whereas a bonnet is a lot easier well i guess you have a turban a turban turbans or nice <laughs> a turban could be a and, and maybe well, you could just put a hat on your head right and maybe, I mean, she, and maybe she could suggest those as alternatives that because Maybe some she should have, have offered suggestions. I, right. I agree with that. And, and that's all about the softer entry because you don't want to come into the community as an enemy. You want to come in, you don't want to come in as you're better and you know better. You want to come in as a friend who's there to help you to make a change for the better for all of us. I agree. I think with the satin caps and bonnets, she should have offered some alternatives. Right. I still don't think it would have gone over well. But, well, this isn't going over well either. No. So. But I think at the end of the day, it's I don't see it changing. Maybe I'm wrong, but I have a feeling that this policy is going to remain. We'll see. We'll see. And, and if it does remain, I wish it the best. And I hope that um, it changes some things for the students for the better. And only time will tell. We'll find out. We'll find out. Goodbye. Bye. The podcast is over, but that does not mean that the conversation has to end. Connect with Brianne and I on Instagram at Mommy, Where Is My Shoe? Or you may email us at podcast at Mommy, Where Is My We also have a website, so check it out www.mommywhereismyshoe.com. Before you go, do us a favor. If you like Mommy, Where Is My Shoe, the podcast, please rate us in your app. And if you don't like it, email us at podcast at mommywhereismyshoe.com and tell us why. Either way, thank you for the feedback. Goodbye.